Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And if you ain't got more heart than me, if you ain't been working harder than me, if you ain't sacrificed more than me, I'm gonna destroy you. And I'm not retreating. I'm not running. Happiness comes from progress. Mm. Unhappiness well comes said. from regress. And I have learned this, that the time between the tides of your life, the falling tide of your life looks like you're losing everything. Get your line in the water because that's the most fertile period of your life. You must try new things. You must be fully alive. You must try everything you possibly can to wake up each day and to live that day full of possibility. Not to nurse your wounds, not to waste your time, not to try to do things that you used to do. To be fully alive is to be alive to the new set of experiences that's that's coming across the transom. That's super important because during this time of liminality, you need to understand your own values, what you value, what you think is proper and correct and moral. And if you know what that is and can articulate it and live according to that, you will be happy. I think we're an evolved enough species to say, no, there is a right and a wrong. There's a better path and a, and a, and a not so good path. There is a transcendent self at least to chase, a better self, a projection. I think it's fair to project and believe in a delayed gratification that, no, I want my life to have some escalation. Yeah, I know it's going to have its downs and ups, but I want it to have at the end at least to have a small ramp. Or what the hell are we doing here? Or what is evolution? We have to start admitting more. Not judging, admitting. Let's get rid of the lies. Process of elimination first. Before we get on with playing offense, let's admit the lies that we tell ourselves. Let's admit the lies that we believe that the world tells us. Let's admit the ones that we keep under our vest for our own convenience because they kind of been getting away with them and they kind of been, let's just admit that. Don't judge it. I'm not saying so I can lay the hammer on you and go, you see you son of I'm not saying that and I'm not, and I don't think any of us should be doing that to ourselves right now. So there's a bit of amnesty and just admit it. Don't judge. Let's admit the lies that we tell, we believe, and the Kool-Aid, we know we're drinking. The candy, we know we're eating, but we like to call it broccoli because, hey, it gives us some identity and some sense of purpose. Let's clean the slate there first. And then I think we need to define what we want more of. The world tells us every day it's a, it's a, more is quantifiable only. There's a lane. There's, a, there's 360 degrees. That lane that is vertical is packed with traffic. 
Everybody wants on that lane. We're being told retail therapy, success, more money. It's the only way to win this life. Got no problem with any of that. But there's 359 other lanes in the degrees of 360 that have a lot less traffic on them, that also have a lot more qualitative value to them. So where can we scale wider? Where can roots go deeper? What define what we want more of? Yeah, we all need to pay our rent. Sometimes just making a damn decision and committing to it is the best choice. Not moving, that indecisiveness between two things, that limbo, you can walk that freaking tightrope forever. And you think it's gonna last a week, and then it's a month and a year and a fucking decade. And then you're looking up and you're going 15 years later going, I haven't moved. Most things that I went after, that, that headline I chased, that decision I ranked, that risk I took. When I got there, the headline was not the same. Or I took a feeder on the road, but just the, the movement to make the choice, to jump and not fall, to affirmatively take it, just gets things in motion again. Without dreams, we all will die. You've got to dream. Don't lose your dreams for yourself, for your future, for your family. The dreams of love and enterprise and travel and doing things, becoming something unique on your journey here. Don't lose your dreams. Do some dreaming. That's long range goals. You've got to have those. If you don't get busy and work on it, sure enough, the time will pass. And sure enough, five years from now, you'll wind up where you don't want to be, wearing what you don't want to wear, driving what you don't want to drive, being what you don't want to be. Now's the time to fix it. Promise yourself you will never give up. Don't just be listeners, be doers. The world admires the doers. Whatever it takes to get you to try harder, read more, set your goals and go for it. The minute you were born, it got risky. If you think trying is risky, wait till they hand you the bill for not trying. If you think investing is risky, wait till you get the tab for not investing. See, it's all risky. Getting married is risky. Having children is risky. Going into business is risky. Investing your money is risky. It's all risky. I'll tell you how risky life is. You're not going to get out alive. It's not important how long you live. What's important is how you live. To the pessimist, the glass is always half empty. To the optimist, the glass is half full. Why would the same measure affect people two different ways? Answer, it all depends on how you look at it. Our lives are mostly affected by the way we think things are, not the way they are. The way we think they are affects us most. Poor thinking habits keeps most people poor, not poor working habits. Most people work hard, but they don't think hard. The mind is like a factory, and whatever you think about all day long pours ingredients into this mental factory, and that's what builds the economic, social, financial fabric of your life. One of the most powerful things we could do to serve you is to have you become clear of what the controlling force is that's controlling the quality of your life. And you and I both know it's not the amount of money in your pocket, it's not who you know, it's not even what you've been through. 
It's really the decisions you make moment to moment. As soon as you look at something, think about something, focus on it, you go, what does this mean? Is this the beginning or the end? Is this punishment reward? Is God trying to hurt me or trying to challenge me? Or is this nothing to do with God? I was just being a lazy bastard. Right, the meanings we give to things control our life. Whatever experience you're having right now, it has not come to stay. It has come to pass. Not to stay, just to pass. It's just going through. The biggest challenge is, is to know what's happening. This is a part of this thing we call life. This too shall pass. And maintaining perspective, putting it in perspective. See, a lot of us, because of our limited vision of ourselves, a lot of us who begin to focus on problems and enable them to overwhelm us, we begin to think that we have no options. We begin to believe that there's no way out. Say, I'm unstoppable. You've got to make those kind of declarations to yourself. I'm unstoppable. Do some things for you. Just go for a stroll so you can engage in some reflective thinking on life, on yourself, looking and enjoying the universe, smelling the roses along the way. Listen to upbeat music, music that inspire you. I have only but goodies. I have strategies that I engage in to recharge my batteries. I'm preparing for that because I know things are going to happen that I cannot anticipate. Very good friend of mine died the other day. I had a program for myself. I have books that I read that inspire me, tapes that I listen to that fire me up. Because you're going to have sometimes low moments when you won't want to get out of bed. You just want to stay there. At times you won't want to come out the house. At times you'll be feeling bad and don't know why, what's wrong, I don't know. Just leave me alone. Take full responsibility for your life. Accept where you are and the responsibility that you're going to take yourself where you want to go. Someone said we have two primary choices in life. We can either accept conditions as they exist or we can take the responsibility to change them. See, a lot of people want to exempt themselves from taking responsibility. All they want to do is talk about the problem. Every time you see them, they'll tell you their story over and over and over and over again. No, no. You want to take responsibility for your life. I got me here, I can get me out of this. You're hitting on the bedrock, which is extremely fundamental, which is, do you believe that you're capable of change? Do you believe that good things happen when you go through a process of learning and taking steps? Do you believe, going back to your belief, that you can actually get out of your patterns? Because you can be fooling yourself. You can be, you can be saying, yeah, I kind of do. But deep down inside, you don't really want to do it because, believe it or not, your bad patterns give you a degree of comfort, right? It's something that you know. And to get out of them, you're suddenly thrust into the unknown. And that could be very frightening. So you could be holding on to these bad patterns. So the belief that I can change, I can actually do something different in my life. I can actually recreate myself. I can actually learn things. I can actually rewire my brain because the brain is incredibly plastic. Even at the age of 40, 50, you can change your career. You can learn new skills. You know, I've reached 60. 
I'm constantly learning as well. The brain is insanely plastic. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you have the possibility to change yourself, to alter your patterns? That's probably the single most important thing right there. And to get people to believe that, as I said, there's two levels. There's the people who will shake their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll read mastery, but it won't mean anything to them because they're afraid of the change. They're comfortable with a degree of failure, I hate to say. Because if you don't try things, you never have to deal with the responsibility, the pain of failure, right? So you don't really want to change deep down inside. You don't really believe how much more fun will your life be if you're open and, and you let things come in and new ideas come in. So it's up to you. You're the one that's creating your misery. It's creating your patterns. If you're going to win long term, 95% of people have an operating system in their mind where they operate out of history and memory. Mm, oh, I like that. And about 5% of humans operate out of vision and imagination. So the reason we're so much happier, I believe, when we're children is we have no history and memory. So we operate out of imagination and dreams and vision. But at some age, some people it's five years old, some it's eight, some it's 18, some it's 28. They create a history. And that history then becomes the operating system. So even if they take on a new behavior or tactic, they're operating out of a pattern of thought and belief that's historic and memory-based. And so the number one thing I would say is begin to operate out of your imagination again, out of your vision again. Create from that place. If you create from that place, now you're not tied to the result in that moment. You're giving yourself space to imagine and create something new in your life. Create a new future. Don't move away from the past. Create a brilliant, imaginative, curious, vibrant vision for your life. You only understand the power of one day when you're threatened with never having another one. I'll do anything for one more day. Get to be with you one more time. The problem with humanity is just this, that for every other creature, nature has drawn two lines. Within these two lines, they live and die. So their idea of full-fledged is hitting the ceiling of their life. But if a human being hits a ceiling, he gets frustrated and miserable <laughs> because nature, this process of evolution has delivered to us to a place where there is only the bottom line, there is no top line. Though some human beings are trying to breach the bottom line and go below, <laughs> Nature determined a certain compulsive, instinctive ways of functioning. Once you become human, these lines have been removed. You can act consciously. That means what you call as human potential is not of any kind of measurable limit. It can go as far as you desire or as, as far as you have the courage to walk. So when we say human potential, unleashing human potential, it is not about reaching the peak, it is a trajectory. Because what our life is, is a combination of a certain amount of time and energy. Time is rolling away for all of us at the same pace. If you sit, it rolls away, if you sleep, it rolls away, if you do something, it goes away, if you don't do anything, it goes away. You're happier, miserable, it goes away. Time is running out for all of us. So it's only the energy that you can 
do different things with. If you bring your energies to a certain level of intensity and possibility, what somebody does in ten years, you may do it in one year. This means if you live here for hundred years, it feels like in people's impact that you've created, it feels like you lived here for a thousand years, simply because you have managed your life energies in a certain way. You can decide that I'm going to live each day as if it were my last. You can… you have the power to make that decision. You can decide, I'm going to work on myself and develop myself. I'm going to empower me. And all of these things that are happening to me right now, they're just temporary inconveniences. They're not stronger than I am. I'm in charge here. If you are little sensitive to life, you will realize you are the biggest issue in your life. So this is one thing that I'm trying to do with people, that you are never the issue in your life. I'm not the issue. My thought, my emotion, my body is never the issue. My thought, my emotion, my energy and my body are my instruments of function. They are not impediments in my life. But I would say for ninety percent of the human beings, their own body, then the compulsions of the body, the compulsions of their thought, the compulsions of their emotions are ruling them most of the time. So when you yourself are a problem, well, you're on self-help. Everybody wants a solution, but nobody wants to delve into the problem and see what is the nature of the problem that we have. <laughs> the nature of the problem is like this. Why are we compulsive? What is it that's compulsive about us? Compulsion means we are going to the same place again and again. That means we're going in circles. The nature of physical existence in the universe is such, whether you take an atom, an individual atom or the cosmic space, everything that's physical is always in cyclical movement. The atoms are doing their circles, the solar system is doing its stuff, the galaxies are doing their stuff, our own bodies are going through cycles. In fact, we are born because of the cycles in our mother's bodies, that's why we are born. So entire physical nature is born out of cyclical movement, that means compulsiveness. So do not misunderstand compulsiveness as something bad, it's the basis of your existence. It is a good platform, but you're supposed to stand on the platform and act. Right now you have become the platform, so somebody else will dance on you. There is substantial medical and scientific evidence to show that uh, only when you're in a pleasant state of experience, your body and your brain works at its best. There's no argument about that, there's enough evidence to show that. So whatever impact or success or reaching goals or growth or whatever you say, on one level in the physical world, it's about how well you harness your physiological and your psychological process, isn't it? Whether your body and mind works against you, or works for you, this is a big difference. Mm. So there is enough evidence to show only when you're in pleasant levels of experience, this happens best. So obviously, joy is first, then growth. If you're joyful constantly and you have no fear of suffering because you understand all human experience comes from within you, 
And so you have managed to create the kind of experience that you want, now growth is possible unbridled. If you have the fear of falling down and suffering, you will not go very high, isn't it? I have no proof, no one does, that there's going to be life after this life. But I'm, and I'm not looking forward to leaving this life, but I'm damn excited about what might happen when it's time. It, it humbles me in a, in a way that it gives me great confidence, where it didn't used to. It used to humble me in a way that maybe I felt more lowly or my head would bow down and my shoulders would slump. I believe it helps me try to the ought, to aspire to more what I ought to be more daily and be on that, be on that grind or when it's easy to, to, to enjoy that downhill and go, yes, it doesn't have to be or you don't have to break a sweat all the time. It, it, it can be easy to see the beauty and, to, and to, to get a reciprocal reaction from the world. When the world's in reverb and is given back what I'm giving out, that's when I feel most, when I'm not objectifying the world either or people is when I feel like I'm in, in closer, living closer to God's likeness. I'm chasing an immortal finish line with no proof that there is an immortal finish line.